No BS Podcast, episode 23. No BS Podcast. The 23rd episode. Make sure you follow us on no underscore BS7 on Instagram. No underscore BS7 on Twitter. Make sure you follow us. Episode 23. We're in the building. We are here. My name is Brendan Bell. You're listening to obviously No BS Podcast. And we're back for another episode. Make sure you guys follow us. Also, I have a clothing line, gs7clothing.com. Make sure you check that out. That is GS, uh, Roman numeral, V, capital I, capital I, clothing.com. Have a few hoodies, a couple shirts on there, and the website will be growing. Make sure you guys check that out, man. Um, we have a lot to talk about in this podcast, um, so make sure you guys are stay tuned. Um, we're going to talk about the NBA, um, talk about our U.S. Uh, Supreme Court judge, um, and uh, these, these shootings that have been going on. Um, but let, let's start right away with me saying RIP to Judge Ruth Bader. Judge Ruth Bader was a phenomenal woman. Um, she passed away, I want to say on Friday, I believe, um, to cancer. Um, she became an icon for women's rights as she served on the Supreme Court, to which she was appointed by Bill Clinton in 1993. Um, she was only the second female justice after Sandra Day O'Connor. Um, before serving on the country's highest court, she studied at Cornell and graduated from Columbia Law School and became the first female tenured prof- professor at Columbia. Um, so RIP to her. Um, she was, a again, a phenomenal woman. She stood up for women's rights, um, rights for everyone. And she was a, a fair player in the game. And she, she studied the law like the back of her hand. Um, and she was able to uh, make some some great decisions and um, started to help women in America, no matter what color you are, for equality, um, voting rights, and et cetera. So RIP to her. Um, this might sound, sound kind of selfish, but I wish that, um, you know, she would have waited to transition um, after November because now we're in a situation that our president, current President Trump, uh, we'll be appointing a new um, Supreme Court judge, which I don't think is going to be a good idea. Um, but, you know, that's my opinion. Um, I believe that he's going to choose someone who is who is biased and is from um, an era or a energy um, or a point of view um He's going to point someone who has their point of view, the same point of view as he does, um, which is, you know, we all know what that is. Um, so, um, you know, RIP to her. You know, when you got to go, you got to go. When God calls your name, um, you know, calls your number, you got to, you got to, you know, get up out of here. Um, but if she has transitioned RIP to her. Um, she will go down in American history as one of the greatest Supreme Court judges in U.S. history. Um, so my condolences to her family, uh, relatives and friends. Uh, we hope that God gives you the peace that passes all understanding. So RIP to her. She'll be surely missed. Um, let's move on. I want to talk about um, right now. I'm in, I'm in upstate Troy, New York. Um, there was a young kid. Um, who was shot and killed. His name's A. Sean Davis, 11-year-old boy who was shot and killed from a drive-by shooting in Troy, New York. He was shot in the head and was killed. Um, 
a few days ago, um, had to be like at least 300 bikers um, drove um, by the place where he was shot and killed just to pay their respects. Um, I had posted, um, I will post some things on Facebook, a video on Facebook that showed um, had to be 300, maybe 400 bikers and uh, community activists um, around the community um, coming up in bikes, um, three wheelers and all kinds of, uh, you know, um, three wheeler bikes and, and cars, just showing love to the uh, young 11 year old boy. Um, again, my condolences to the family, friends and relatives as that, uh, you know, should never have, have happened. Um, but I will say this, we have to stop the violence. We have to. I lived in a few places in New York, lived in Poughkeepsie, obviously I lived in Albany, upstate Albany, New York, um, obviously Troy, that's where I'm from, lived in Brooklyn, lived in Queens. No matter where I went in these neighborhoods that were dominantly African-American, Spanish, uh, West Indian, people of color rather, um, there's, there's always a kid, innocent kid who gets caught by a straight bullet. That's, that has to stop. That has to stop. I don't condone violence at all. But I will say this. Shoot who you're supposed to shoot. You guys are terrible aimers and little kids are getting killed. It's ridiculous. I don't condone violence. I don't condone guns or none of that. But if you're going to do something, do it right. Shoot who you're supposed to shoot. You guys are terrible shooters. Terrible terrible and now this little boy has lost his life and his parents are, are grieving and they haven't even caught the shooter yet and it's sad no matter where i go this that's always the case a little kid gets shot in the playground little kids get shot stray standing there dead and gone for what all because that you have some beef with another person that you can't kill or you can't shoot if you have guts, why don't you walk up on him? Look him in his eye and shoot him. Why are you shooting from a distance? In this case, with this, this little boy, Sean Davis, he got caught by a stray from a drive-by shooting. It has to stop. What happened to the fair one? What happened to knuckling up? Box a, box a dude face in instead of shooting and killing. What happened to that? I'll wait. You tell me what happened to that. You young kids these days think they playing a video game like they got three or four lives. Like if they waste one, I got two or three lives left. Nah, once you're gone, you're gone. You're done. It's over. You'll never come back to this life. Ever. I don't get it. Why are little kids getting killed? It's senseless. And something needs to be done about it. And I blame the shooter. Every shooter who kills innocent kids in the neighborhoods. It doesn't make any sense. Like I said before, shoot who you're supposed to shoot. Why are you shooting from a distance? Walk up on him and shoot him. Look him in his eye and shoot him. If you really want to be a thug. Let him know. Let, let that person know that, yeah, I'm doing this to you. Don't shoot for a dis from a distance and hit innocent people. Doesn't make any sense. 
You think the cops are going to solve it? They're going to take their time to solve that. And I'll tell you why. It's black on black crime. Why would they rush to solve it? You helping them out. You play on their team now. That's one less black or person of color yelling black lives matter in their face. That's how they look at it. They want to kill you, kill us off anyway. Now this block that this young boy, Ashawn Davis was on, there's no cameras. Of course, nobody's seen anything. People feel like their lives are in danger and people are living on that very block. And partly I agree with them, partly. I mean, they're scared. They've never been in a situation of like that, of that caliber of violence. They don't want to say who did it because they might come after them. But there's a couple real ones out there, a real dudes out there, real women out there that have seen something but still won't say nothing, even though they have the courage to say something. There was $500 reward. Now it went up to, I want to say $15,000. The FBI is involved now. Why? Why is the FBI involved? Is it because the police can't handle it? Mind you, mind you people, those of you who who are not familiar with upstate New York, um, the capital region, um, well, Albany, Albany is like, the Manhattan of New York City. Then you have Schenectady and Troy, who's like the Brooklyn and Queens of the area up there. So you got the FBI involved because obviously the Troy cops cannot handle it. Obviously, the cops don't want to use all their resources to try to catch who did it. See, people don't understand that when you say something, when you see something happening and you say something, it makes the whole community safer. And I get the other side of that part. Yeah, it does put you at danger, right? Because the cops are not going to protect you, you know, 24-7 if you tell on somebody and their crew comes back and do something to you. I get all that. But there's some strong people out there that that understand the, 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 um, the um being boisterous and being able to say something to solve a crime and make their community safer now this block old sixth avenue where this boy got killed i want to say there's another six young adults that were killed on that same block on that same block oh didn't i tell you also that none of those cases were solved either why why do you think i already told you what i think in upstate new york and troy in particular i never seen a cop on foot in these inner city inner city neighborhoods in these african-american neighborhoods never why is that We have to wake up, people. We have to. It's important that we solve this this senseless act of violence to make the community safer. 
or else it's going to keep happening. Now, there is um, a basketball court that the, you know, the city and other community leaders paid for. Um, this, I want to say it's maybe about about five, ten blocks down from where the, where the situation happened. The shooting happened. If you're not finding anyone or catching anybody, more kids are going to get killed on the same basketball courts that these community leaders and the city had paid for to to make. It's that it's that simple. So it's important that we're able to find a shooter and be able to solve these murders because too many kids are getting killed and none and nothing's getting solved at all. The community leaders have to put pressure on elected officials and on police to get these cases solved. If you leave it up to them, they're going to take their time to do it. If, if, even if they do anything at all, they probably won't do anything. If you won't say anything, if you apply a pressure, it's important that we apply pressure to, to the um, to authorities to help solve these cases. Because they're looking at it like black-on-black -black crime. Hey, we'll take our time to solve this, even if we solve it at all. So I'm tired and I'm sick of going to these these different cities, these different towns, dominantly African-American neighborhoods, and kids are getting killed. I'm sick of it. If you have any ideas or any way to, um, to help unify our community or to help solve these crimes, please let me know. No underscore BS7 on Instagram. No underscore BS7 on Twitter. Let me know what your thoughts are. Have you been in one of these inner city neighborhoods in America? And seen young kids get killed by stray bullets? That wasn't meant for them? It happens all too often. Tell you a brief story before I, before I move on to our next topic. I was living in Brooklyn at the time and I just came home from work and there is a church across the street. It was on Easter Parkway and Schenectady Avenue. Came home, had to be about three o'clock. I'm going to say 4.30. Got out the car, went in the house, turned on the TV and seen the news come on. Somebody got shot Easter Parkway and Schenectady Avenue. I'm like, wait, I just got out the car. I just pulled up. I just got, I just went in the house. How is this possible? Sure enough, there was yellow tape in front of my car and someone got shot right in front of the church. Shot and killed right in front of the church. Everybody's standing around looking. The man's on the ground, obviously dead. And it was tragic. But see, this is how desensitized we are to it, right? So everybody's looking around on their cell phones, you know, talking about it, whatever it might have you. As soon as they picked the body up, you know, got everything cleaned up, the neighborhood went back to normal like nothing happened. Shoot, I went back to normal like nothing happened. I still went to the store. I still got in my car and did the things that I had to do. It was like nothing happened. And then it, it, it didn't bother me one bit. I mean, obviously, it bothered me that somebody got killed, but, you know, after everything was all done, it, it was like nothing ever happened because that's how much it happens. 
how frequently it happens. And we're desensitized to it. It's almost normal. But here's a news flash for everyone. It's not normal. It's tragic. We normalize terroristic situations. Horrifying situations. We normalize that. It's almost like, oh, well, it's raining today. I'll wait till the rain passes and I'll go outside and play. I mean, kids are playing outside the same spot the dude got killed and everything. That's how normalized it is. And desensitized we are as a people in the community to acts of violence. But anyway, I'm glad that, um, you know, everybody shows support in upstate Troy, New York. All the bikers came through to show love. Um, I'll post some video of that. Um, it was awesome, man. But we got to stop the violence, man, and put pressure on the authorities to solve these cases. And there's a reason why they're taking their time or not even solving these cases at all. And I want you to think about that. Maybe it's time, next time to vote, to start getting these people out of here that don't care about people of color or people in general, but in particular in these neighborhoods. Maybe it's time to start voting these people out and putting people in position who care, who are going to take immediate action. Well, you don't need the FBI or other entities to get involved. Let's wake up, people. Let's move on. The NBA, man, this NBA bubble thing has been really strange. But it's it's glad to have the NBA back. But we're down to four teams, I believe, right? Four teams. Boston Celtics. And Miami Heat. Boston Celtics won last night, 117 to 106, right? Miami still leads this series 2-1. I personally think Miami is going to win this season. Yes, I said it. Miami's, I'm not the season, win the um, the, the series. Uh, yes, I said that. I believe Miami will win the series and go on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Here's why. Jimmy Butler, Hero and those guys, they gel perfectly. They don't even care who scores. As long as they move the ball, the ball goes in the hoop. They play defense nonstop. They got, they got a bunch of, 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 of players on there who, who play defense. Actually play defense. Now, the Celtics got a bunch of talent. They play defense, too. Yeah, Marcus Smart, Smart plays excellent defense. Um, Tatum, you know, plays defense sometime. Um, um, Brown um, plays defense. But I don't think they, they have the gel to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They have the talent, but Miami's on a roll. And they still, uh, you know, have a serious lead 2-1. Now, Jalen Brown had 26 points. Bam had 27 points. Yo, Bam is a beast. I'm sorry. That block the previous game, 
that really set the whole pace, the whole tone, the energy, you know, for the rest of the series. He protects that rim like he protects his mama. Like that's he's he's an all-star to me. And it'll be an all-star to come. Campbell Walker. I had 21 points. Marcus Smart had 20 points. Like I said, Jalen Brown had 26 points. But let, let's look at who played the most minutes. Right? And I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jason Tatum had 25 points. But let's look at who plays the most minutes on the Celtics. You have Jason Tatum playing 41 minutes. Campbell Walker playing 41 minutes. Marcus Smart playing 36 minutes last game in that win. For the Celtics. Right? You have Bam playing 38 minutes. Jimmy Butler playing 37 minutes. Crowder, 32 minutes. Drogic, 28 minutes. It's a lot of minutes for these guys. And these coaches are, are, are shortening their bench. Right? So, when Bam had played 38 minutes, he had 27 points. Jimmy Butler had played 37 minutes and had 17 points. See, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's numbers as far as his points and rebounds, might, whatever might have you, is a little deceiving because he does the little things on the court that's not going to show up on a box score, like playing defense, right? Like switching on screens. Like he's a, he, he's a beast when it comes to that. Getting his team, other team members involved, passing the ball, Drogic had eleven points, but yeah, I, I want you can't sleep on Drogic. He's a left-hander. He can shoot the ball. He can stop and pop. I mean, you got to pay attention to that. Now, all these minutes that um, both the Celtics and the Heat are playing, you know, that's gonna it's gonna add up, and it's gonna be a time to where they're gonna start wearing down. And you'll see that coming up in these next games to to the finals. Um, so these 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 uh these players are playing a lot of minutes, a lot a lot of minutes. Now the Lakers are on a roll, right? The Lakers play today. They won the other day, and LeBron James is doing his thing. Uh, LeBron James is not what he used to be. You know, but he's still playing like an all-superstar player. Now, they went small ball on the Houston Rockets, and I'll get to the Houston Rockets in a minute. Um, but they didn't have their big in, bigs in the last series. But now they have McGee in now <clears throat> when they're playing the Nuggets. And they have Dwight Howard um, there um, protecting the rim. And Dwight Howard played like a beast last game. A beast. So now they're playing big now, which is trouble to the Nuggets. The Joker, I think, is I, the Joker. I think is a genius. Like he has no ups at all. He plays great for the Nuggets. He has no ups. He can't jump at all. But his skill set is top notch. That little fadeaway off the wrong foot, you can't stop that. That jumper, that's like a set jumper. If you don't get up on that, that high arcing jumper, he's he's gonna he's gonna splash you. But with that series, I think the Lakers will take it. 
I mean, it makes good TV sense for it to go to the full seven games. The Lakers actually should be wrapping it up in five, five or six games. Yeah, you got to give credit up to the Nuggets, though. The Nuggets did their thing. Yeah, Jamal Murray, the last season, I mean, last um, series, 45, 50, and 50 points. He, he might show up again. I think he'll show up once in this Lakers series. Um, but I don't see him um, really being explosive as he was in a previous um, playoff series because you're playing the better players and top-notch players. But I think Jamal Murray is a star. I think the Joker is a star. But the Lakers are too much. They're too much. You know, their bench, you know, their bench is is decent. With LeBron leading the way, man, I don't think that can um I don't I don't think nobody can beat them. No one. The only person I think, only team I think that'll probably give them um a shot will be next year, probably the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on in the East. In the West, you know, if the um Golden State Nuggets, you know, if the Splash Brothers come back, they might have a chance, but I don't see nobody beating the Lakers at this point at all. But we'll see. The Lakers play tonight, Sunday. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Now, let's talk the Houston Rockets. Their head coach is not coming back, I believe. Uh, Mike uh, Dan Tony, he's not coming back. I believe he's going to take the job in Brooklyn or somewhere else. But I'm here to tell you, he has to take part of that blame because he wanted to do the small ball thing. Um, I mean, he had to. He had, you know, um, Capella left, um, but it didn't work out for him. And James Harden, you know, he said they're one piece away, but I think that James Harden has to go. He dribbles too much. There has to be a fluid offense. If he's dribbling the ball with eight to five, the five to eight seconds on the clock, and then just passes up to another player, now that that player has like you know six seconds to really get a shot off. Like you're you're putting them in a, in, a, in a position to where the shot clock's winding down to where you're making a poor shot. James Harden has to go. They're gonna break that up. Westbrook. Has to go too. I mean, he, he's too erratic. Now he plays the the the, um, the competitive spirit is there. He plays like a beast. He's up and down the court, running up and down your back. I mean, the man is is, is intense as it gets. But I don't think you can win a championship with him. Matter of fact, I know you can't win a championship with him. He has to develop a more consistent jumper and not be so erratic. Now, James Harden, he has to pass the ball. Like, that dribbling and all that, of course, you, you're the um, leading scorer in the NBA. You're putting up all these points, but it means nothing if you're not winning a championship. What does that mean? The regular season, they did great. The regular season, Harden did excellent, but I'm tired of him not showing up in the playoffs. All those threes he put up obviously doesn't mean anything because you're lost and now you're going home. They're going to break that up, too. Now, the Clippers, I won't be surprised they break that up either. You hear people saying, oh, well, 
It wasn't championship or bust this season. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. See, the problem is what happened, what I feel that happened is you didn't focus at the problem at hand. You didn't lock in to the team you're playing at hand. You were still focused on the Lakers. You didn't even get there yet. You had to beat the Nuggets. So in saying that, I won't be surprised when they break that up. Like, like Kawhi and them are not 20, 25 years old. You know, they, they're older now. So it was championship or bust. They actually thought they were going to win a championship this year. Now, if they would have won a championship this year, you wouldn't have heard none of that. Oh, well, we we thought we were going to win it um, this year anyway. Um, you know, come on. They, they knew that exactly. They put that team together to win this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think Doc Rivers will probably stay. Um, you know, Kawhi, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, playoff P, what they call him. The, the, the man never shows up at all in the playoffs. At all. And it's, it's kind of sickening that he's not showing up. Now, you already know who Playoff P is. He went to Oklahoma City. Did his thing a little bit. Went to the Clippers and did nothing. So we're going to see what happens with that. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. It's going to be interesting, too, to see what Brooklyn does. Um, and then with Milwaukee Bucks, is with Giannis, his jumper, again, he's kind of in the same uh, boat as far as jumping um, – Jumper ability. He has to be able to hit jumpers consistently. Else they're going to let his ass go to. I mean, he, he, he'll he probably be a better uh, second option than the first one if he doesn't get that jumper together. You know? What are they going to do with Philly? And the Sixers. You got Embiid out of shape, playing around too much, never take it seriously. Like These are your stars, your young stars, that if they don't develop at the pace that the these coaches and, 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 and staff see – they're going to let you go to another team. So let's hope hope these, these players get it together, man, because, you know, I see them. I see Embiid as a great player. You know, I see Giannis as a great – he's already a great player. He just needs to develop, develop a jumper and get his team more involved. And I, I, I no take, I'm not taking any credit from Harden. I see Harden as, as a great player, but he needs to pass the ball more and stop dribbling so much. Not letting the shot clock wind down and then try to pass the ball to somebody else to force them to take a bad shot. So we'll see. It'll be very interesting. The Lakers play tonight. The Nuggets, I believe, play on Monday. I mean, not the Nuggets. I'm sorry. The Heat play Monday. So we'll see. We'll see what goes on with that. We will see. So. Make sure you follow me. No underscore BS7 on Instagram. No BS7 on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think, man. Let me know what you think about the NBA and, 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 and Eastern Conference Finals and who's going to be in the finals. Let me know what you think about that. We have, um, as we all know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
people are starting to come out a little bit more. You see people in the malls, you see people um, in the grocery stores, you see people out and about doing their thing. And let me say this. I know some people don't believe this coronavirus slash COVID-19 is that serious. But I will say this. Please keep your mask on. I'm tired of people. I'm seeing people with their mask around their mouth and their nose out. You mind to wear a condom around your balls. It doesn't ma- like it doesn't make any sense. Keep your mask on over your nose and your mouth. I've seen some very videos of uh, people who feel privileged enough to not wear a mask and get all irate. You know what you get mad for? Because they ask you to wear a mask to protect other people. You feel that you're privileged enough not to wear one or that you won't get infected. It's important. You got to have these schools that are opening. Right in the south. And up north too. these colleges that are opening. Students are partying, no mask on. Everybody's getting infected. They had to shut the whole school down. That's what they had to do. in um, I think I believe in owning out in New York. You guys, we have to be able to stay safe and keep other people safe. Else, we'll never get out of this. Never. That that light at the end of the tunnel will keep getting farther and farther and farther away unless we all, we all wear masks and we social distance wherever we're at. Now, we might run it. Well, I'm pretty sure we're running into two problems, right? We run into a problem that we have now with COVID-19 and we're waiting on a vaccine. Here's the other thing that um, that is going to be a problem. Who's going to take that vaccine? So once this vaccine is created and it, quote unquote, works and it's ready to go, who's going to take it? I know I'm not taking it. Give it to somebody else first. Let me see what it does to them before I make any decision. But right now, I stand on a triple no. No, no, and no. You see, based on history of being quote-unquote vaccinated, we were actually poisoned in the end. I'm talking about black people. We actually were gave syphilis. When they told us it was something else. So why why would we believe that this vaccine is going to cure you from COVID-19 or prevent you from getting infected from COVID-19? Now, I'm sure they're going to put a law in place to say something, I don't know, similar to if you don't take this vaccine, you're going to go to jail, whatever it might have you. But save me a spot in jail because I'm not taking that. It'll, it'll probably be years before I even even look at even even talk about taking it. And I'm definitely not taking it under this administration. I'll let you know that right now. That's right off the back. How much this president president lies and try to deceive deceive people. Hell, he told you to shot a light up your ass to cure COVID-19. Now you going to take a vaccine that's coming from his administration. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're going to have to gain the trust of the American people first before you start presenting them with 
vaccines. If you don't have the trust, ain't nobody's going to take it. People would rather take the fine or whatever penalty that you have in place. It's just not going to work. So you're going to have two problems trying to, you know, uh, find a cure or stop people from getting infected with COVID-19, excuse me. And you got a problem with people actually taking it. So we'll see what happens with that. I hope by the end of 2021, things will, will be better if we all if we all come together and fight this thing together. That's the only that's the only way that this thing is going to pass. This COVID-19 uh, pandemic is going to pass is that we all wear masks. Right. Um, we all social distance. Right. And. The trust is gained from the American people to go ahead and take a vaccine that works, not just anything, a vaccine that works and is proven to work. Let other scientists, right? Let our scientists and other doctors over, uh, overlook the vaccine being created or let them test it first before they start giving it to, to people. That's important. You wouldn't take anything that I gave you. So why would you take anything that's, that the uh, government is saying that that is going to work? Um, why would you take that? Unless you're proven, it's proven, proven to work and it's proven safe. Now, people who have underlying health conditions. If this vaccine works or this vaccine is, um, you know, um, I'm guaranteed for you not to get infected or reinfected. Um, you know, they should be the first in line to actually take it. But while there's a new vaccine out under this administration, I advise no one to take it. No one. Because they can't, this administration can't be trusted. So think about that, man. Just think about that. I mean, the decision is yours, obviously. And let me know what you think. No underscore BS7. Episode 23, no underscore BS7 on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you think, man. Lastly, let's talk a little bit about how important these churches are to open, how important it is for these mosques to open or any places of worship to open. Safely. Let me say that safely. Now, I was talking to um, my mother, who's been a, a nurse for over 40 years, who's been a long time member of her church. By, by the way, shout out to Bethel Baptist Church in Troy, New York. Um, Pastor Williams. Um, shout out to Pastor Eric Shaw, Dr. Pastor Eric Shaw. Um, but it's important for for us to get through this pandemic so we can get back to our places of worship because it does spiritual good for our being. And of course we can have church anywhere. You can have church at home, you know, in your closet, in your car, anywhere, but it's important for us to get back to normal as quickly and safely as possible. So these churches 
or places of worship can have their members come back and people can be able to to pray and, and worship in a, in, a, in a way that they used to. It does a lot of spiritual good. You know, I, I you know, I went I grew up in the church, actually, um, as a baby, um, came up in the church um, as an adult. I haven't gone to church as much as I I should have, um, no matter what your faith is. I don't care what you are, Christian, Muslim, uh, Jewish, uh, whatever you worship at. But I, you know, me as a Christian man, um, I didn't go to church as much as I used to. And I tell you this, now that that's gone, it, you miss it. You miss being there. You miss the energy. You miss the vibe. You miss seeing other people. You know, praising God with you. You miss those things. Right? When a lot of things in life, you always miss it when it's gone. But now, you know, church is, is no longer, uh, people cannot go to church to worship. You know, I, I miss it. So let's hopefully that um soon as possible and it's safe for us to go back to our places of worship that we can because it's very important to the psyche of 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 for me and for everyone and the spiritual health for everyone it's, it's important now the churches will be look very very different than they used to right um and talking to uh my mother um there's a lot of things that um, that used to go on that will no longer go on anymore. Like the choir, right? People love to, to hear singing in the choir. We have some beautiful, beautiful um, voices in the choir, but that will no longer happen. They'll be playing uh, music um, through a recorder or through a, a system um, so you can listen to the music, you know, um, but not singing actual face to face that's not going to happen anymore because of the spread of the virus and i never even thought about that but actually your your voice projection and those droplets can go far if you're singing especially a group of people singing and can and can infect a lot of people so that will no longer happen taking communion will no longer happen inside the church i don't know what other pastors or other uh churches are doing but um, that hand to hand handing out the um the wine and the um the the um the the cracker or whatever you use for God to represent the body and the blood that's that will no longer happen in person they'll probably give it to you for you to take at home so a lot, some things will look totally different totally different but we have to understand that we have to be safe we have to ensure that when you're going to these places of worship that we're doing everything we can, make doing the, all the right protocols from stopping this disease from spreading. Hemp books will probably not be in the pew anymore, right? So, I mean, people have been going to church for years, right? So I was talking to my mother. She was like, you know, you know, hymn books will no longer be in the pews anymore. Um, and I said, okay, I, you know, all right, fine. You know, people have been going to church for all their life. They don't know the, the program as far as the selection and the preaching and the hymns and the songs. I mean, everybody knows that like the back of their hand. Everybody knows that like the back of their hand. 
So that will no longer happen. But, you know, the sooner the better, man. I think, you know, as we get closer to normalcy, normalcy rather, um, you'll see, you know, the churches will, will re back, reopen. They will um, have members there. Um, but also, I forgot too. also, you know, when you come into the church, you know, nobody's going to be sitting together anymore. I mean, if you came together, you probably would, would sit together as a family. Um, but that's not no longer going to happen. So there's a lot of things that, that you'll see that'll change. But it's important. It's important that we get back to that normalcy. It's important that we get back to our places of worship. But for now, are we going to praise God right where we're at? I don't, I, I don't care, you know, if, again, if you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, um, you know, we all should be paying respect to the highest at all times. And then after we get, get through this, we all should be praying God, praising God because the same people that we know in March are no longer here in September, in October. So it's important. It's important that we give thanks to the, the to the source of life because we all made it through this pandemic and we're still here breathing while our friends and family are no longer here that's important let me know let me know your thoughts no underscore bs7 episode 23 on twitter on instagram i will be posting a video of the tribute they did to the 11 year old boy um hey sean um, for all the bikers that came through, I appreciate y'all. That's love, man. That's love. It really, really touched me. Um, but make sure you follow me. No underscore BS7. No BS podcast. Episode 23. Make sure y'all holler at me. Love y'all people. One.